Hey everybody and welcome back once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today in our discipleship journey through the Gospel of John, we're going to look at verses 2 through 5 of John chapter 13. Now what we saw yesterday is we saw this, this introduction to chapter 13 where we see Jesus loves his own until the end. And now we're going to begin the process of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And today, what I want us to see is I want us to see Jesus washes his disciples' feet, even the feet of Judas, the, the one who will betray him. And this is such an example that we, as believers, we should take to heart and we should understand that in the upside-down kingdom, sometimes we do not make sense or we do not do things that make sense in the eyes of the world, but we do these things trusting that the sovereign God is working supernaturally, orchestrating all things in a way that brings him glory. Now, let me show you what I mean. Look at this incredible text, John 13, starting in verse two. It says, during supper then, or during supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. Now, look, here's what we have. Supper time, the devil's already put it into Judas's heart. Judas has already set his, his face toward betraying Jesus. Yet Jesus knows that the father has already put all things into his hand. Jesus already sees the victory. Jesus already knows the end result. He knows that he will be king of kings and lord of lords, even though he's going to be betrayed and crucified. We'll look at the text as it continues. Here's what it is. He rose from, from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Now, lots more that is about to happen, but, but here's what I want us to see here. Jesus is doing this to his disciples, among whom is Judas. Judas, who is a false friend. Judas, who is a false Christian. Judas, who is a false convert. Judas, who is going to betray Jesus. And this is going to lead to Jesus' crucifixion. You know, we've had some people betray us before, I'm sure. I'm sure you've been uh, lied about or gossiped about. I'm, I'm sure that people have, have hurt you in certain ways that, that cut you deep and lead you toward wanting to be bitter and unforgiving. But, but look at this. Jesus knows all of this is about to go down, and yet he washes Judas's feet. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like Jesus actually practiced what he preached. Look at what he preached. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45. Jesus says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of the Father who is in heaven. For he who makes, or excuse me, for he makes his son rise on the evil and the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. This is how God the Father deals with all of humanity, those who are in Christ and those who are outside of Christ, those who are children of God and those who are children of wrath. Look what God the Father does. He makes the sun rise and the rain fall on both alike. The rain falls on the righteous and the wicked. This is an expression of God's love even for those who are his enemies. And then what does Jesus say? 
Or what does Jesus do? He, he says this, but what does Jesus do? He, he washes Judas's feet. He, he loves his enemies. I'm certain that he prayed for the, those who persecuted him. Why? Because Jesus is a son of the Father in heaven. This is who Jesus is. His identity, he is the only begotten son of the heavenly father. And in his very character, in his very nature, because of his holiness, his perfection, his goodness, his righteousness, he loves his enemies. Now, if I were to ask you to write a list of your enemies, who would be on that list? Would you have some co-workers? Maybe, maybe some family members or some classmates. Maybe you would have some neighbors. Uh, maybe you would just list out world leaders. I don't know. But listen, I want you to write out that list of people that you think are your enemies. And then here's what I want you to do. Not obey Mike. I want you to obey Jesus. I want you to pray for them. Pray for their conversion. Pray for them to come to their senses and to trust in Jesus. Pray for the light of the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ to shine into their hearts just like it has shown into your heart. Pray for them. In fact, if there's someone who is in your life, I want you to pray and ask God to give you ways that you can love them and do good to them. Now, Jesus washed Judas's feet. Judas, who betrayed him, that led to Jesus going to the cross. All of that ultimately led to, led to Jesus being glorified and exalted. God used all of that for ultimate good. And God will do the same in your life. You're not called to worry about the outcome. You are called to obey the instructions of the Savior, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you. This is our ancient way for our modern day.